Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we are able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Wednesday, and this is the 11th week since Pentecost. This morning we continue our reading of Mark's Gospel, though we may have heard these stories uh, about Jesus and his ministry so many times. We are trying to listen to them and to hear with fresh ears and to see with fresh eyes what Jesus is saying and doing. And by doing that, we pray that the Holy Spirit uh, would be in this word to deepen our faith and our understanding of Christ for us. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at the fourteenth verse. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw them, they were immediately overcome with awe, and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, What are you arguing with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak, and whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. Jesus answered them, You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. 
When Jesus saw that the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he was able to stand. When he had entered the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? Jesus said to them, This kind can come out only through prayer. I don't know about you, but the story we just heard about Jesus healing the boy with his spirit leaves me with more questions than answers. The first and and maybe the largest question is about why Jesus seems so upset when he learns that the disciples cannot cast out the spirit and heal the boy. A little earlier, we learned that Jesus did give the disciples the authority to cast out demons when he sent them out to share the good news in the villages around Galilee. That is probably why the disciples attempted to heal the boy in the first place, but at the end of this section, the disciples asked Jesus why they couldn't cast the spirit out. Jesus at that time then doesn't seem upset anymore, but he simply says that this is a a special kind of demon that only comes out with prayer. It's all very puzzling. At the same time, it's also troubling. The question uh, comes at the end of when the Spirit does come out, why does it seem that the boy is dead? Everyone thinks that he's dead, and, and Jesus, as we've seen before now, takes him by the hand and lifts him up, as if raising him from the dead. One thing is evident, though. We need Jesus. As much as we might believe or trust, there is still unbelief within us, and we cry out to Christ that it would be healed as Jesus heals the world around us, a world that we are powerless to fix on our own. That seems to be the prayer that I take from this entire section, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When everything is going wrong, and all around us seems chaotic, and we seem so helpless against the powers that have taken control Uh, of this world, and especially of our children within it. Jesus can once again bring order, peace, healing. He can have mercy and pity on us. He can strengthen our faith. He can help our unbelief. And that seems to be a fitting story to have before us at this point in our pandemic-shaped lives, when it's hard to know what to make of all that's going on, when it seems that no matter how much we try, We just cannot cast this spirit out. When it seems like disciples are powerless and scribes continue to bicker and and people are scared and grief-struck, Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, bear with us. Have pity on us. Have mercy on us. What else can we say? Or perhaps this is the kind that only comes out with prayer and humility before Christ our Lord who raises us to new life and heals all our diseases. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationships with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God, a might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted and bereaved, for those who care for the sick, especially those who are watching over and caring for those who are suffering from COVID, for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people and countries who are ravaged by strife and by warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom. Teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.